Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch. Today we will be addressing a topic that we haven't discussed before, but one that we all experience daily, and that is our beliefs. Everywhere we turn, we experience realities of an underlying power of belief. This belief helps shape our values and therefore is a significant factor in who we are and what we do. So to help tackle the difficult subject of belief systems, I'm joined again by well-being advocate and resilience specialist Barry Nicolau. Barry, welcome to a high branch. Thank you, Sam. It's been great uh, being here and uh, discussing what we're about to unpack. For those of you who are new to our podcast, Barry is a best-selling author, corporate coach, and uh, a dear friend of a higher branch. He's also a well-being growth strategist who educates and inspires others through talks, keynotes, webinars, presentations, and workshops. In fact, you told me offline you're working with a well-known law firm in Victoria. They probably need it at the moment. With uh... <laughs> Actually, lawyers are the second most stressed profession, Sam. Yes. And Australia. often their identity is wrapped up in their work. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk about that. But mm. look, it's an honor to have uh, you back on our podcast today. And we're going to talk about the basics behind belief. Mm-hmm how to change our beliefs if we want to change our reality, Mm -hmm. which is super critical because so many people walk around wanting behavioral change, but it all comes back to beliefs. Beliefs is like the operating system for what goes on in our thoughts and our feelings. And we're going to also discuss how to be aware of the mind bias. Mm -hmm. Love to know about that. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's uh, (laughs) kick it off with what is a belief? Because we all hear about that. They say, oh, his belief systems or her belief systems yeah, yeah. are not right or are negative. So what is a belief? The analytical version uh, that most people would be looking for is a belief is formed by data-driven observation. And once you observe that and you combine that with, say, real-life experience then a belief starts to form that something is true. And from that, uh, a lot of people end up basing strategic life decisions based on certain beliefs. And I think the thing that we have to be careful about is that a belief is subjective in the way that it will work for someone and Mm. it won't work for somebody else. It doesn't mean the belief is any less true. It just means that it doesn't align with your perception of how things work. But to put it in perspective, an example of a belief is, say, two sisters in a family. And one identifies herself as, I'm the pretty one. And the other one identifies herself as, I'm the smart one. I'm the smart one at school. So they grow up with that belief. I'm not pretty, I'm smart. And the other one is, I'm not smart, but I'm pretty. Yes. Right? Yes. It can be a positive belief or a negative belief. And is that the difference between pessimists and optimists <laughs> comes from? Yes. And recent research shows that, in fact, it's good to be pessimistic sometimes because the bar is so low that anything exceeding the bar makes you feel happy. <laughs> yes. optimists walking around being miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, what is the saying? It's better to aim low and hit than to aim high and miss. Yeah, absolutely. Now, but you know what? That is a life philosophy uh, leads to a miserable existence and I'm sorry if that sounds really <laughs> biased but to give you a really cool example of belief and it's a story that is world-renowned mm. and a lot of people would have heard of it Sir Roger Bannister 
the individual that broke the four-minute mile. So I believe it was 6th of May, 1958. Before the 6th of May, 1958, it mm. was believed that no human being could break this barrier to run 1.6 kilometres in, in under In fact, minutes. they believed that you would die, didn't they? They did. You would die from exhaustion. You would die from a heart attack. There'd be yeah. a, a number of reasons. why. And, you know, it's funny, like when a belief is formed, people will argue for that belief that it's just a generic belief, like you cannot do this. Yes. And some people take that as ammunition and some people take it as fact. So I guess what I'm getting to is when Roger Bannister broke it, and I believe he broke it in three minutes, 59 and 14.14. So it was like down, <laughs> to the miller, down to the millisecond. A new belief was formed. Mm-hmm. Now, from 1958 to today there have been 1,500 males that have broken the barrier. And the one that has broken by the most was in 1974. So we're going back now 40 years. Um, And he's broken it by 14 seconds. So a Mm. lot. And you think to yourself, so what's changed from 1958, pre-1958, 6th of May, to to today? It's a belief. Someone has done it. And if someone has done it, you think it's just then if I just keep wiggling through and finding a new way, then I'm going to be there as well. So from an athlete's point of view, am I disciplined enough to train? I love that story, by the way, because it's how humans inspire other humans. Absolutely. It's why it's 4.2 million followers of David Goggins. Right. Yeah, of course. Because they say, if he can do it, I can do it. His yeah. story is, not, I'm not your hero, but if I can do it, you can do exactly. it. Exactly. And yeah. it's how we overcome limiting beliefs it by is. seeing others do what we thought was impossible. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And to give you another illustration, and this might be slightly left field, we all have heard of Bruce Lee, the famed martial artist. And, yeah. and if you look deep into his philosophies. Bruce Lee brought together five to six different martial arts styles. And what he managed to do with that is he managed to find the gaps between fixed martial arts styles. And he called it Jeet Kune Do, which was the style of no style. That's what he called it, the style of no style. And he would go up against a hapkido, he would go up against a karate, he would go up against a jiu-jitsu, he would go up against Mm. um, any sort of uh, martial arts fixed style. And the masters of those arts would say, you cannot beat us, we have the premier martial arts style, you won't beat us. And Bruce Lee found gaps. That's what he found. He found the gap. And he was (laughs) trying to explain that life is all about believing that you can find the gaps yep yep and if you take your scenario right now where you're at in life you've got to identify that if you want to start that business and if you want to have that relationship or if you want to end a relationship or whatever it is believe that you can find the way forward but you have to believe that there are always gaps yeah i love that and i think this is a really perfect spot right now Mm. especially for people who are familiar with the high branch framework i guess the question that barry's posing to you is what are your gaps or your limiting beliefs in the eight areas of life so if you don't know what they are you you head to higherbranch.com and health love family work friendship learning wealth and charity which each fill a fundamental human need for energy intimacy support fulfillment belonging growth freedom and contribution so the question that you should ask yourself and you may want to pause this right now because it would be good for you to list what all your limiting beliefs are in those eight areas of life so when it comes to your health 
What are your limiting beliefs, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual? So your beliefs could be, I'm too uh, overweight to train, right? I, I will get sick if I train. Mental, it could be, I'm not smart enough to sign up for that course. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it could be, I'm not ready to... Love. Yeah. Or I'm unlovable. Yeah, lovable. Spiritual as well. I don't know enough to be spiritual or I don't have enough faith mm. or I'm a skeptic or a cynic. I just mentioned some examples of limiting beliefs in the area of health and look at it in love. Your limiting belief could be, I'm unlovable right? I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not charismatic enough. So write down all your limiting beliefs in the eight areas of life. So if you want to, this is a great activity, I think. Pause, write down what your limiting beliefs are. And then when you come back, you'll hear Barry talking about how we can overcome these limiting beliefs. But what do you think of that activity, uh, Barry? Uh, I I think as soon as you put pen to paper between you and me, I feel like that is the first action step. Yes. Can I just suggest don't type it out, write it by hand. Yes, because a lot of people don't know they're walking around with these limiting beliefs. Absolutely. And they keep hitting a wall either in their career or in their relationships or at the gym or with their health and they don't realise it's not because they are broken, it's because their operating system, their limiting beliefs have been sown at an age where they did not know any better. But the first step like you said, Barry, is to notice the limiting beliefs. That's 50% of the equation. Then the next step will be what Barry and myself will talk about is how we overcome those limiting beliefs. Yes, Before I get to Sam, how do we overcome them? I'd like you to just think about something for a minute and just to illustrate where you've come from in your life. So you might have had a scenario in the last few years that has really shown to you that you cannot do something or you cannot get somewhere or like Sam was saying, unlovable or what have you. And you formed that paradigm in your mind that this is the way it is. And it doesn't matter if Sam or Barry or professor at Harvard University or whoever it is, tries to explain to you that there is potential inside you that you haven't yet tapped into, you will not believe it. So for the first step is observing that, yes, you can. So that's the first step. Secondly, I want you to imagine yourself in a boat right now and I want you to see the wake on the boat. And then I want you to ask a question, which is, can the wake drive the boat? Yeah, the wake is your past. The wake is what's been, it's your trail being driven through the water and there is the wake left. The wake cannot drive the boat. The engine drives the boat. So the engine is representative of your family, the potential within you, your opportunities right now, your belief system. So I, I don't need you to look at that wake and go, okay, that's my past. That's what's going to drive me into the future because it is not. It is just your path through life. And I believe Alan Watts was the one that made that concept quite popular. To change a limiting belief, the first step is to understand that it's possible. And I don't want you to go and think you're going to climb a mountain when you've had no mountain climbing experience. This is not about that. This is about you just getting to a baby step, which is going, okay, Barry, I'll buy it. This is possible. As soon as you set up a new possible paradigm, Mm. then the subconscious mind looks for ways to expand that. Wow, it's powerful. It really is because you've set up a new belief and you haven't gone out there and believed what a lot of, say, motivational speakers or what have you say. All I need you to do is understand that this is possible. And if you have trouble understanding that something is possible, look in the world. Has anyone else done it? Yes, I love that. We can look for inspiration. 
David Goggins, yeah. great example, right? Yep. Has done it. Like, okay, and his big mantra is, if I can do it, you can do it. Like what mm. you just said, Sam. So it's about understanding that if someone else has done something that you want to achieve, then you've got to understand that it is possible and you've backed it up by fact. Yes. You haven't just said it because Barry believes it or Sam believes it. It's a true thing. From that, the world is your oyster because you will continually receive what you believe to be true and within your grasp. Let's get personal. If you believe you're worth a better relationship, if you believe that you don't want to be treated horribly in a marriage, if you believe... You deserve a promotion. Yes, go in and go, this is what I believe. Sam, it's all about inner conviction. If you really believe something's real, you don't actually care what the response is. It's a truism. So then life bends to match that truism. Yes. And it could be by way of a person, your boss, your partner, in our yep. friends and they'll go something's different about Barry he just doesn't care what I think but not in a rude way yes. in a way that understands that Barry's worth this and it's a belief yes. I've got certain <clears throat> beliefs about myself and I need everyone out there to understand that there are no limits you are the limit so if you can open up that can and go oh my god there is less I can really do anything and sometimes a driver isn't just the satisfaction of living life to your potential but it's also the satisfaction of inspiring others around you. Yes. You're, if you have kids, if you have friends, if you yes. have family, have a, have a partner, if you have work colleagues, yes. it's such a beautiful way of living to walk around being an inspiration to them around you where they say, wow, what's John done? He's, he's just mm. completely transformed. There's mm. something, mm. there's a spring in his step. Absolutely. And then they notice and then you become an inspiration or a lighthouse for others. And that's how we lift the average in the world. So I I absolutely love that analogy, Barry. It's beautiful. So that's step one then. Mm. You gotta believe it is possible. At least it is possible. Get to the stage where you go, is this a true thing? Yeah. Answer that. And if the answer is yes, then it's possible. The funny thing, Sam, I think we're all eagles and we're all born in chicken coops. (laughs) And eventually we will either believe we're a chicken or we'll spread our wings. The problem is we've never spread our wings in a chicken coop before. Yeah. And we're looking for the owner to open up that damn aviary door to see how high we can fly. And the chicken coop is the prison of the mind. Absolutely. It's the limiting beliefs. We come back to the limiting beliefs. So you could be a person who is a mechanic. Yep. Now, your limiting belief is I can't start a motor company driven by batteries. But you can say it is possible because there's a guy on the planet called Elon Musk Mm -hmm. who did it, who started his business with his brother in a one-bedroom apartment. So it is possible. Mm. not saying it's easy. You're not saying it's... But at least open yourself up to the possibility. Yes. Because that's how we break through the chicken coop. 100%. Yeah, I think there's such excitement out there. If you can just change a belief. I know it sounds like a hocus pocus mantra thing. and It's not. It's understanding that anyone that you admire, anyone that has achieved heights that you'd think, wow, how did they do it? They all started this way. Yes. That it was possible. And all of a sudden, we revere them. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, head of you know, Walt Disney. How did they do it? It's because they just believed. They've changed a paradigm that no one else or very few people thought they could change. And then others joined. It's a beautiful message. Anyone out there that's listening at the moment thinking about a new exercise routine or a new lifestyle change, 
or a new relationship or to change uh, their family dynamic, considering about opening a business or getting a promotion or applying for a job or getting new friends. I'm going through the eight areas of life here (laughs) or signing up to that new course or buying real estate or shares or investing in their wealth. It is possible. So know that your first step is in the mind and don't let your limiting beliefs hold you back from taking action. Mm. So you have the power to rewrite the script in your mind and start seeing yourself in that future state where you have achieved that new friendship or the new job or the new relationship. Put yourself in that realm of possibility is Barry's message here. And this is quite exciting because it automatically changes your body language your, your energy. energy yeah 100 percent. and as you were talking my mind's racing because your mind races when you're excited about potential let's flip this sam what kills beliefs and this is a, a roadblock that you might be facing right now so there's two mm. areas that kill beliefs of your potential or what you want to achieve the first is personal doubt yep and instead of seeing the people out that have achieved you'll be flipping it and seeing the people that have failed and you'll use that as a supporting structure of your existing belief. Yep. Barry, you don't understand 90% of new businesses fail within the first five years. You'll use that as an example to support self-doubt. Secondly, if you keep hanging around chickens in your chicken coop, you will eventually believe you're a chicken, even though you're an eagle. Eventually, you'll look at your feathers, then you'll go, these are chicken feathers, even though they're not. So that's like toxic people in your life you mean toxic relationships yes. I, I said at a dinner party the other night everyone was talking about an anti-inflammatory diet and taking fish oil and green vegetables and celery juice and all this to be anti-inflammatory and i said avoiding toxic people is the best anti-inflammatory diet on the planet isn't that a truism yep absolutely so i love that don't hang out with eagles who think they're chickens because yes. everyone has the potential to be an eagle Yes. And the funny thing about those chickens, they will convince you not only that you're a chicken, but that your ancestors were once chickens as well. So who are you to be anything more than that? Or that you will get hurt. Or you will get hurt flying so high in the sky. Yeah, exactly. It it is too high for a chicken to fly. (laughs) I think a lot of self-doubt comes from self-protection. Yeah. So that fear of I'm going to get hurt. So if we go to the eight areas of life, when it comes Mm. to health, I fear getting health if I go to the gym. In the area of love, I fear getting hurt if I go up to that person at the bar and, you know, ask them their name, buy them a drink. I fear putting myself out there, right? Yeah, it's true. Actually, and a movie comes to mind. Have you seen that movie, Sam, with Will Smith called After Earth? No, no. It's it's great. Please watch it for those people. Will Smith is just a quick understanding the earth is gone and human beings escape the earth and, and the earth has become wild again and these monsters that exist on the earth now cannot see but they can smell fear pheromones if, if you mm. walk past one and you have no fear it cannot see you you are invisible but if you have fear it smells you and attacks you and will smith plays this no fear guy and his yeah. son is growing up he's full of fear and Will Smith's trying to explain to his son, who is actually his real son in real life, you've got to try and have a calm mind and just go into situations knowing that you can come up on top if you just suspend your fear for the next 10 minutes. Yep. Get back to it later <clears throat> if you feel like it. The more you suspend your fear, the more you don't go back to it. He explains that danger is real. Danger is very real. I'm not saying it's all going to be esoteric and beautiful. Danger is real, but fear is something made up in the mind. So if you're talking about, in our terms here, fear of, say, falling in love. I fell in love before, 
one of your eight areas, Sam, and they cheated on me. So I will never risk my heart again. That's fear. You're not putting it down to experience. Fear of rejection. Right. Yep, fear of failure in so a relationship. Yep. How you get around that is to say, are there people out there happy in love? And the answer is yes. So it's possible. And if it's possible, then why can't I have it? It's not, I can't have it. It's why can't I have it? Like, why can't I have the championship? Why can't I have a happy marriage? And the people that will argue are the people that have believed they're chickens. Yes. So you've got to break that coop. You've got to get out there and fly and not care about what other people think that you should be or their bad experiences that they're putting on you and you should not do this because I've done that and I failed, therefore I'm protecting you for you not to make the same. That is crap. That is, mm. Parents it. do that inadvertently because they've been taught the same limiting beliefs. Yes, yeah. and this is the thing. I went to a barbecue on the weekend and I'm gonna be the father of my four-year-old that kind of lets her run a little bit free and fall down and make mistakes. And we went to a park and there was busy roads on all sides of this park. And here's a four-year-old running her heart out chasing balloons. <laughs> my fear kicked A in. nightmare for the parents. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and I was driving home with Lana. But that's good going, fear, you're right. That's <laughs> good fear. But I, mm. I'm thinking, why didn't they pick a place that didn't have busy roads? The cars are doing 80 kilometers an hour by all sides of this park. Yeah. And there's no boundaries. So it's grass and road. And I'm thinking there's six kids running around. So I'm thinking, why didn't the parents think about this? Fear kicked in. Yes. She wasn't in any danger. She stayed in the middle of the park. But as a parent, I do understand that fear is there. But how far do you take that? Do you ruin someone's life or their potential? And I keep saying, you don't know who God put on this earth in the form of your children. You do not know. You don't know who God put on this earth. That's so powerful. He could have put on this earth the next Mozart. And because you didn't make it in music... You mm. are going to curtail. You've had a bad experience with a music promoter who did the wrong thing by you. Therefore, your son or your daughter will never do music again. So in the tree of family, you could be literally putting your kids in a chicken coop. You are. Because and you've lived there for so long, it's become comfortable. Oh, wow. That is so confronting, Barry. <laughs> it's scary. Because actually. we all, as parents... Mm. We open the door to the chicken coop and say fly, and other times we want to close the door and so stay in the chicken coop. Yeah. So that's a really powerful confrontation, I think, for everyone to ponder. But maybe at this point, we can take a few deep breaths. And if you're not in a car, close your eyes and imagine you standing at a crossroads, a road that leads to the right. And on that road, it's a hill. So you need to climb up that. But on both sides of that road is green grass, beautiful flowers, spring flowers, birds are chirping. And as you go further and further up that road, you start seeing trees, fruit trees, and you start seeing birth. Fruits on a tree is a birth. It's springtime. Now, that road, yes, is difficult because it's climbing, going uphill, but that's the one that will bring you the most joy in life. The other road to your left if you still have your eyes closed, is downhill. It's easy to walk down that road. That's the road of fear. And that road, the grass is wilted because it's a drought. It's a drought because your limiting beliefs have killed off the rains, right? And that road has no fruit trees. Mm. There are no birds chirping. Mm. You get the message. It's easy for us to go down the road of fear. And it's difficult for us to go down the road of hope and concept that Barry's talking about of 
this is possible. It is possible. At least give yourself permission to feel like you have it in you. All the world's strength and power is within you to live the life that you want to live. But it, it means taking the right road. It means diverting away from the road of fear. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie that you mentioned. I'm going to see it. It's a beautiful metaphor mm-hmm. because the universe is such that it rewards people who live fearlessly. Because if I look back on my life, whenever I've experienced hardship or pain, it's been because I've lived within my limiting beliefs. But whenever I've lived with that sense of it is possible and I started a great business on the back of it, I'm in a great relationship, I have great friends, whatever beautiful things I have in my life, it's when I have lived with that notion of what you're talking about Barry and that Mm, is mm. it is possible Mm. and I deserve it and I have it in me and no one's life is perfect because Mm. I've also gone down the road of fear and that's led me into darkness and despair Mm. now that sounds very melodramatic but when I say darkness and despair it's in failing in something it's not even trying rather Mm. not Mm. there's nothing wrong with failing but it's those times where your friends call you and say let's go out and you say I'm just gonna stay home because Mm. I'm living with my limiting beliefs mm. or someone says to you invest in Tesla and you know a lot of people lost a lot of money and you don't live in the, on the road of hope you live on the road of fear and and I know there are some skeptics out there that are listening and thinking but there are people that have lost money on the stock market but yes and there are kids that run onto the road and hurt themselves mm. or there are kids that are just walking along the road and get run over by a car and that's tragic but You'd rather live on this earth two years as a lion than 500 years as a sheep mm-hmm. or a chicken or two years as an eagle rather than 50 years as a chicken yeah, in a chicken yeah. coop. So you do need to put yourself out there and it takes courage. And whenever I think of courage, I think of the turtle. Everyone thinks of courage, the majestic eagle and the lion. But you think of the turtle, it literally cannot move forward without sticking its neck out. And it's easy for the turtle to stick its neck in and its you know, legs in and it's to be protected by its outer shell. But it doesn't go anywhere. No. It doesn't move. And the turtle is slow, so it's an easy target for predators. We need to be like the turtle. We need to stick our neck out. We need to stick our legs out mm. and start moving forward in life and not live in our shell. I have, I have never heard of that turtle analogy and it is so true because it does have to stick its neck out to do anything. It's in chapter 12 of my book, A Higher oh, Branch. <laughs> I pinched read. it from a good author. <laughs> it's great. And for those listening, I just want to reiterate that you're not always going to win. So we were saying before, there have been people that lost. Hell yeah. But, but why is that necessarily a bad thing if it leads you to better decisions in the future? We're living lies. There's this misconception that failure and fear are bad things. If we can transcend failure and look at it as lessons, and if we can transcend fear and just choose a different option if we believe in what we're doing enough, then those two areas were catalysts. Yep. There's almost nothing in the world that is wasted. Name someone who hasn't started a business that's failed. I've, I've, apart from my three successful businesses, that I've also failed in four others. Mm. Right? We mm. only need one success. What about relationships? How many failed relationships have we all gone through, whether it's friendships or lovers? Of course we're going to experience failure. I'm a realist. I also believe in risk assessment and having what I call survivable failures. You've got to assess the risk and say, if I'm going to invest in something... And if I lose this much money, is that going to wipe me out? 
Now, I'm not going to take that risk. But if it's a survivable failure, whereas I still retain my home, I still earn a living, then I will say, is this going to serve me in the eight areas of life? And does this excite me? Is this something that will make me feel like an eagle when I wake up every morning? Then hell yeah, I'm going to go for it. But I've been approached by people with big developments, property developments, say invest in this. And I look at it and I say, if I lose all my money in this, I'm wiped out. Now, that's not a survivable failure. Likewise, if you're single, let's go to the tree of love. If you're single and you're out at a club or a bar and someone says, let's go to a party. And then at that party, you think, oh, these are really cool friends. Mm. Or that's a really cute guy or a really cute girl and I'd love to know them more. Mm. But then they whip out some drugs. Mm. Now, you've got to ask yourself, is that a survivable failure? You can't pursue love foolishly. You can't pursue business foolishly. So there is a point between being cautious fearful and fearless Mm -hmm. you can be stupidly fearless as well so our message to you is not dive into unsurvivable failures here (laughs) in the eight areas of life because that person at the bar could take a drug that ends up killing them in hospital because they were pursuing or climbing the tree of love Mm -hmm. as we call it Mm -hmm. so use your power it's always a partnership between the heart and the mind and you need both of them the prefrontal cortex needs to kick in and say, yes, you have no limiting beliefs around this. You're going to pursue it. And passion comes to the surface. That's your heart. And your feelings kick in and let's go for it. And your mind has to come in and say, okay, it's like your heart's the accelerator and the mind's the brake. You need yeah, the brake yeah. sometimes in the yeah. car. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to crash. So it's a good partnership between the two. Absolutely. And the best way to resolve that partnership, if there's a deadlock, is in meditation. I find meditation also not rushing into things and taking your time. Mm. That business opportunity will always be there. Mm. That job will always be there. And that's why I think haste can be the enemy of reason. Oh, it's a great, that's that's sensational. Yeah, it certainly can. And I guess what we're saying today is if you uh, have that little whisper that you would like something to materialise for yourself, to at least come to the point where you realise that is a possibility. I don't even have anything to say after that in the sense that there's no step two, step three, step four, step five. Uh, There is if you can just get yourself to that stage, things start opening up for you. If you're close-minded and you don't think that something will ever happen, then it has no way of finding you. Yes. It has no way of of coming to fruition. Barry, I've heard you talk about the subconscious Mm. in all this as well. How does a subconscious nurture and support a belief Mm. formed Mm. by the conscious mind? Because what we're telling people here is be conscious of your thoughts and feelings, be conscious of your limiting beliefs. Yes, yes. And then be conscious of the fact that you have the potential in the quantum field, right? Yes. It is a possibility. Others have done it. I can do it. I have it in me. 100%. Now, how do we sow that in the subconscious? Because 85% of our operating system lives in the subconscious. Absolutely. So 85% is a lot stronger than 15%. (laughs) It's like an arm wrestle starting almost down, right? Yes. So how do we reprogram the subconscious to follow the conscious? Do you want the quick answer? Yes, please. Yes. Repetition. Yes. Okay. Repetition of a belief that you believe is possible for you. And let's just say the first time you say that I want this, I think it's a belief. Let's just say that you really deep down subconsciously don't believe it. You're just, you're just keeping Barry happy. 
you're mm. just keeping sand. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can get around my head around it, guys. I, I believe that something's possible. Now, if that comes up in conversation with your wife or your partner or your husband that night, and they ask the same question, what is your default response? Is that default response to, yeah, 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 I believe it, or is it, yeah, don't know? That's your subconscious mind coming in saying, I don't buy what you're selling me. The right. conscious mind is selling me something I'm not buying. So for me, if I believe that there is a possibility of something to be true, I consistently give myself examples of its truth. Now, that could be a yes. YouTube clip, that could be a book, that could be attending Upgrade Your Life. Yes. That could be listening to a high branch, that could be listening to Barry, that could be listening to David Goggins. It's surrounding yourself with people. Consistently. Who and all believe. This, and what you're actually doing is that you're showing evidence to the subconscious mind that this is a truism. Yes. All of a sudden, you're going to wake up one day and go, yeah, that's a fact. I'll yes. show you 20 videos, six podcasts, 18 books that I've read that agree with that. Yes. So all of a sudden, it's become a subconscious belief. Now, the cool area is that I believe, and the research that I've done supports that your subconscious mind has to show you physical representations of your beliefs. Must. Show you it has no wow. choice. Yes. You're backing it into a corner. And the way that I know that to be true is you just have a look at your current life. I bet you all of the things that you are living, you believe are true. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And you will show me supporting argument to, to that effect. So yeah, so then if you can change your subconscious belief, Sam, on something to be true, then your physical reality has to match. You also write about something called the mind bias. Mm, cognitive bias. Okay, so for the analytical mind, this would look like it's flying in the face of what we've just been saying, but it's actually supporting. In the age of social media, where you, you're trying to uh, discover what is really true. Let's say mm. you're looking at American politics, right? And you hear the major political news stations, and they're all spitting out their own version of what they believe to be true. Yes. And you might listen to three. And from that three, you're going to form an opinion, right? Based on that opinion, you're going to also Google what you believe to be true. And yes. you're going to see a link that supports that. Now... The cognitive mind bias is understanding that true research mm -hmm. comes when you're independent to a side. For example, with the Democrats or the Republicans or whatever, or Labor or Liberal or the Greens, you're actually sitting there going, let's look at this objectively. And from that, you form a true opinion. So it is not looking at an immediate belief. And I know this might fly in the face of what we were just saying, but it's actually supporting in the sense that if you really want to do something and you look at the supporting to and fro arguments on both sides and you want to move forward on a particular path you can do that but you also have to understand that there are people out there that have had success in what you're doing mm. and there are people out there that haven't had success in what you're doing so what's true for you start with is it possible and i know you were saying before now it is possible yeah it is but but i need you to frame it and say, is this possible? And if your answer to that is yes, then you have the potential to move forward. If your answer to that is no, you will be sabotaging yourself on the way to achieve what you want to achieve. In the eight areas of life. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah, so I think just making sure that you do your research, but at the same time, forge forward with the potential of who you want to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To use a cliche of the latest press secretary for uh, the American presidents, can we circle back to the concept of fear? Yeah. Okay. Because 
there's a lot of anxiety at the moment in the world. And I'm not saying that as a cliche, there obviously is anxiety because of COVID. But more than that, I think even before COVID, there was a universal trend towards anxiety, especially with young people. And the tragedy is that young people are the smartest in history. The, the millennials are incredibly mm. smart, informed. They have so many resources at their disposal. And yet their limiting beliefs are the greatest in human history. And it comes down to fear. And it's fear because of what they see and hear from their parents, from the television, from Instagram. So this is perhaps a topic for us to revisit because the second framework at a higher branch, you will recall, Barry, mm. when I revealed it, is a circle of conscious living. And in a conscious living is the first step. And I love what you said. Then after that, it's just repetition mm. to drown out the 85% in the subconscious or to reprogram the subconscious. But the circle of conscious living, I designed that in 2006 and has absolutely worked for me, even though at that time, I was living by the eight areas of life, but I wasn't going nowhere. And there are some people who say, I'll wake up every day and I do decide and I just get nowhere. And it's because you're not approaching things with a congruent mind and a congruent heart. And so the circle of conscious living for me was the, the game changer. That's when I started living in a default state of fearlessness. And I think to wrap this up after we hear from yourself, Barry, I think that really the first step after you believe it is possible is to break through that fearful state and uh, perhaps we could uh, come back at a future time and mm, mm. cover that the question is how do you then live fearlessly my answer is always in the circle of conscious living yep. in yep. that sequence and we'll cover that in, in future mm. but uh, of course yeah i'd love to know what your principle is for me it's just a really easy sam mm. aligned action yes which is step two in the circle of conscious living so just take a mind <coughs> action like once you realize it's kind of like putting the egg in the fry pan once the fry pan's hot you're not going to put an egg in a fry pan when on a, in a cold fry pan. You'll, yes. you'll, you'll get it nice and warm and hot, put the oil in and put your fry... Not that you're going to eat fried eggs every day, but please come with me on the analogy. But warming the fry pan up is essentially saying it's possible. Yes, yes. That's what you're doing. You're just saying, I'm just saying it's possible. There's no eggs in here right now. I'm just saying it's possible. So it's about taking action. Yes, aligned action. So in my next podcast, I've designed a new model. And what you're talking about is absolutely spot on when you take action and jim quick talks about this as well he just says if you're in a state of you're a little bit anxious mm. or you're a little bit lost go floss your teeth just do something so in that episode that i'm going to be recording and i've just invited barry <laughs> to be the actual host your limiting beliefs live in the past and they live in the future and we have two faculties the power of vision the power of reflection how we process the past vision it's what we look into the future now our beliefs shape how we reflect and how we visualize so even if you think that you have limiting beliefs that you cannot possibly overcome mm. it's just so ingrained in you action in the present absolutely decimates fear it decimates your limiting beliefs if you are totally engrossed in what you're doing for example, if I say to you now, look out in your backyard and you have a backyard filled with leaves, you go into that backyard and you sweep up every leaf. Now or later, you look back and it looks 
totally clean. That action is in the present. You don't think about anything else, mm. right? Mm. Or your mind might wander, but if you come back. So I find humans are best when we are doing something. What you just said, just hit the nail right on the head. The, the fastest shortcut to getting to a default state of fearlessness in the moment is to take action. Mm. Because action is where the present moment is. Correct. We are now living in the present. We're talking, we're in the present, we're taking action, we're recording this podcast. Mm. Are you thinking about anything else? No. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not either. No. When I like to race cars. When I'm on the racetrack, do you think I think about my limiting beliefs? If I visualize myself going to the gym and imagining myself doing a particular move that I can't do, that my PT says I can, but my limiting belief says I can't. No, because I'm driving that car in the present. Mm. So in your present moment is where the default state of fearlessness lives. But next time we get together, we can talk about how to actually have your power of reflection and the power of vision complement the present moment. Mm. I try and live my life 80% of the time in the present moment. And obviously meditation, mindfulness helps us do that, breathing. But taking action is even better. And I, I allow myself 10% of my time to look into the future. You need to for goals and, and dreams and plans or process the past so did you have any comments on that barry before no, we wrap actually, this up i think you've nailed it the whole 80 10 10 thing actually makes a lot of sense if you're consistent at it sam that's sensational a lot of people say that money doesn't buy you happiness yeah i totally get that i, I don't care whether i'm sitting on a 20 dollars chair or a two thousand dollar chair when enjoying the evening meal totally get that but your physical surroundings is a reflection of the garden of the mind your external world is a reflection of your internal world. So I don't ever put down the pursuit of material possessions. There's nothing wrong with owning things as long as they don't own you. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Just quickly before we go, there's a Buddhist uh, temple down near Wollongong down south. Oh, Sydney. yes, yes. And yeah. I, you can stay there for a few nights and practice Buddhism. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there with this Buddhist teacher and we all get together, Sam. There's 20 of us and we're not allowed to talk apart from this time yes. where we can ask questions. So here's the wise Dalai Lama-ish kind of guy up there and why he's emanating light and, and contentment and happiness. And actually, I was struggling with a question at the time and I didn't voice it. And he actually echoed what you just said. Someone next to me said, is it wrong for a Buddhist to drive a Mercedes Benz? Yes. And he said, there's no problem as long as the Benz doesn't drive you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's so true. And I was struggling because I just bought one for myself. And yeah. I, I got to a point in my life where I thought, I doubt it. I literally doubt it. There are people much more worthy than me. And I realized it wasn't about the worth. It was about understanding that it was a sign of commitment. When I look at it, it's a sign of a committed mind yes. to an ideal. And that ideal yields results. Exactly. So based on other people's, what they think and what they believe, and that's none of my business, and I am not going to let it affect my future decisions. Beautiful. Yep. I love that, Barry. Yep. Thank you so much for coming and joining me in what was really a collaboration in the end. I Hopefully, I contributed to some of your amazing insights and uh, wisdom. And there's some quotable quotes in there. Thank you, Barry. You always surprise me with all these stories. <laughs> Look, for everyone that's listening, Barry is the number one best-selling author in six countries. Love his book. And he is now up to 178 live conferences and online 
live performances, webinars. If you want to work with Barry, he's extremely passionate about helping you achieve your results and breaking through your limiting beliefs. I I like how he starts at the core. Please visit his uh, website. Of course, it's just my name. Uh, So it's just barrynicolao.com, B-A-R-R-Y and N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U.com. Awesome. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, live consciously, my friends. 